previously on Brain Buster Boys. When you just get the market back in those days, do you recall when, like, Pepsi and Mel yes, no, had the fucking... Yes, in Pepsi 1? Yeah. Oh, man, dude, like, yeah. I... I Man, that's a geek. I think that's happened before, like before we started doing this. How about that? No, that was wonderful, man. Like that, I don't know. Like this is why we do shit like this. Yeah, this is why wrestling. So that's wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Textbook definition, connotation. Oh, Moxley hit Dan Callis. Oh, uh, Yeah, I guess that. Buster Boys, episode six. I am Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Howdy, partner. Hello there, partner. How are you, brother? You had a Sioux City sarsaparilla for me. Oh, I did have that sarsaparilla tax. So yeah, this is kind of our first little uh, season finale of sorts before Mm -hmm. we go into a little holiday break. Sort of, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, sort of, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about the real deal holiday break. Yeah. yeah so yeah. next uh, Wednesday, before, during, and after AEW Dynamite, we'll be coming to you live, uh, likely on Twitter at Brainbuster Boys. Follow us. But yeah, we're gonna come to you at the end of the Bucks Celtics game on NBA on TNT. We'll we'll probably go live about seven thirty p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it says there. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, EST. And we'll we'll get a little bit more into this later. But uh, yeah. Yeah, little uh, little half season finale here, and we've got some news to announce. Beaumont, let's fire it away. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. We were very excited for this on Wednesday. We've had a big, we've had a big three days. It's honestly, been a, it's been a nice week for the yeah. for the Butterfinger BBBs. Oh yeah, it, it's for, for the BBB guns. We have been shooting straight this week, man. Like, uh, l- l- let's just talk about it. Like, we've had a really exciting week, and uh, you know, like we're excited, and we're excited for you know the people who like to listen to this because I think with what we're talking about this is only just going to get better yeah and with that we have joined the visionaries global media vgm podcast network Um, thank you to the the fine folks at good cop bad cop and uh our guy diesel from you from the top you from the top row yes sir yeah uh thank you all for all your support and interest in the show reaching out to us and welcoming us to your network um but we'll be officially joining vgm and subsequently the vgm veil uh for our first episode coming out of the new year uh to be determined when that is but uh yes thank you vgm we're very excited yeah and we're really just excited to have the support of um other podcasters you know with us and uh yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, like the people who are on BGM have some really great work. Um, you're going to see some of those people yeah, we'll on be our pro- podcast. We're going to be on theirs. Yep, we'll be promoting all their stuff, and it's going to be a nice partnership. And again, thanks to the 
find folks a good cop, bad cop uh, for kind of really MCG, being... MCB... M MCB Graham. Graham, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, recommended us. And I can't thank that, that... So, yes, thanks again and more to come from that. Uh, mm. Today's uh, movie of the week, we're veering from our <sighs> typical uh, Turner nonsense. But we're getting into the holiday spirit with the 2005 Christmas epic Santa Slay starring none other than professional wrestler Bill Goldberg. <laughs> And it sure was a hoot and a holler, and you'll be hearing our reactions from that uh, throughout the show. Oh. I can see Beaumont clenching his teeth right now. Oh, yes, you will. You will hear our reactions throughout the show, so and there will was, be a jazz drum beat. It was a lot of fun. It was a geek. It was a, just a really fun Yeah, no, piece no, no, of no, no, I had a great time. I, I had a great time, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a fucking terrible movie. Terrible. <laughs> so I think I was just more aware and ready for that than you, because I've watch a lot of shitty horror films but we got the phone and moving along to we got the phone <laughs> today's we. if you speaking of wwf today's if you recall is going to take us on a time warp back to SummerSlam 1989 a, a little further back than where we've taken you before yeah we've kind of focused on the attitude era but this actually came up amidst watching santa slay yeah, yeah. that uh tiny lister uh, who also was Zeus, the wrestler. He passed yeah. away like the day before we watched it. He did. And uh, we're like, oh, well, I know he main evented, I think I called the wrong year, but main evented a SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, we wanted to kind of especially expose Beaumont to a different, you know, that golden age, that rock and wrestling era. And we'll get a little bit more yeah, into and, that. And like, you know, in terms of what I watched, like, you know, I'm really excited for this. Um, this is, I think, going to be some of the most interesting parts of uh, this evening's show. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, kind of that new 80s wrestling perspective for uh, you uh, to uh, kind of take yeah, a yeah, dive Yeah, yeah, a very big contrast in kind of like, a way of connecting what Correct. I'm seeing now to what I saw as a kid. It's going to be fun. And uh, another little fun thing was you you had yourself a little trip under the Cinnabon gazebo today, did you not? Why, yes, I did. So um, today I was at the mall to go buy a gift for my mother. Yep. And um, I go to the Florence Mall. Oh, which classic. Is, which is very famous. Florence, um, y'all. Yeah, yeah. The, um, if, you, if anyone not from the uh, northern Kentucky, greater Cincinnati area... Wants to look it up. The mall is famous for the great water tower that says Florence Y'all, Y apostrophe A-L-L. Oh, just great. But anyway, so I'm walking around there um, to find my mom a gift. I go to Macy's, JCPenney's, Hallmark store. Can't find can't find anything. I, I pace around that mall for like an hour. And in the middle of that, I stop by Auntie Anne's. One of our very, very good friends and one under the Cinnabon gazebo. You just wanted a Zoll, didn't you? Well, I did want a Zoll. And um, I did ask for a Zoll hot dog. But the Zoll the, dog. But the woman in front of me took the last Zoll dog, so I had to have oh, Zoll dog man. bites. But I did oh. have Zoll dog bites with hot salsa cheese How and a Diet it? Coke. It was incredible. Man. It was cron. The I was, ZDBs, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was... Honestly, like, I'm going to be straight. That's my first time ever having Auntie Anne's. No shit. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. my first time ever having That's Auntie Anne's. That's an upset. Man, yeah. I feel like I've had it, you know, at least eight, ten times no, in a mall no, or an no. airport. But I usually go for the sweet side yeah. of things. But, yeah, good times. And uh, let's uh, get to a segment we debuted last week, our Goldman Medal Award winner for the week. Beaumont. All right, so this one, um, man, we have two really good ones because last week's with Mama Moose and uh, Meredith Silverman was excellent. Yep. But this one, I mean, it's really hard to top because it has a very big personal significance to me. And became our most liked tweet since we've started yes, this. It, yes, it has. And um, 
So it, it starts off as many a good Brain Buster Boy story starts off with uh, Thunder Rosa. Ugh. Thunder Rosa asks to post your favorite X-Men character and posts a gif of uh, Magneto from the animated series from the 90s. And so immediately I know what I'm going to do. Yep. Like, I'm going to do Apocalypse because Apocalypse is hilarious in that. Like, he always comes out and gives these great biblical epic speeches it's very wrestling really yeah like it's very Cutting a promo it is it's very like he comes out and he has his four horsemen oh yeah always has his four horsemen and of. and um so he always comes out and gives this big biblical epic poetic speech i am the rocks of the eternal shore crash against me and be broken and so i go out there and i post um i believe the tweet says um let me pull it up here yeah here it is. I go, I just love it when this dude comes out and it makes a big grand speech, must-see television. And then with the picture of him. With, with the picture of him. And then in that morning, the, the Twitter, you know, our localized Twitter explodes. And um, it was a lot of fun. I think, you know, that tweet and its wake interacted with 60. Yeah, I mean, that got like 80. 41 likes yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. Including you were retweet. talking to yeah. the showrunners. Yeah, the showrunners retweeted our stuff. And like, you know, the reason I posted that was because I grew up liking the show. I mean, you know, you talk about Attitude Era shit. Like, you know, this is a little bit pre that. But I mean, you know, like if you've watched the show. Um, Which we'll get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get the feeling. And they reached out to us and uh, I spoke to them from direct messages. And I'll go ahead and be straight up. That's... You know, since we started this thing, that's the coolest thing that's happened to me. And uh, Hell yeah. just to speak to them, um, they're a husband and wife team. Um, their names are uh, Julia and Eric Lawald. Um, and, you know, whoever spoke to me couldn't have been um, more kind. And, and uh, you know, like I, I that that interaction like was just, I don't know. Like if you if I could go back in time and tell my eight year old self that this happened. Yeah. Dude, You'd he be would be geeking. psyched. Hell yeah. He would be psyched and, you know. That's, that's why that, you do it. Yeah, well, that's just a moment you can't trade for anything. Absolutely. Great stuff. And speaking of moments you can't trade for anything, our Twitter live show next Wednesday, 7.30, taking you home from the Bucks Celtics into Dynamite and into whatever wonderful film is on after. Um, but in terms of trying to gather information for such live show, we had a bit of a, a dust up a with, spat. The, with the fine folks at, <laughs> AE, at AEW official. Um, you know, they've been promoting that Dynamite, <laughs> which we know is on They've been promoting that Dynamite will come on immediately following the NBA on TNT. Um, so Beaumont tweeted something like, well, what if the game goes into overtime? Double question mark. <laughs> at the official AEW account actually wrote us back, which is pretty tight, but they're a bit snippy towards yep, us. Yep, yep. We got what I called on our, um, or, or, our post dynamite tweet, the a Pete. talking to. Yeah. So what did they say? Oh Lord. They said dynamite will be delayed. That's why we say immediately after the NBA. Hopefully that answers your question. Oh, a little snippy. All right. Here's what I think. But okay. still pretty tight that it's they responded. Still, it is still tight, but I like, they know the name of the Brain Buster Boys now. They they, they definitely do. But um, come well, on. Well, we did pull out our Turner handbook. The turn, the, yes, the, the, which the, the has Turner been manual, yeah. yeah, given to us. Yeah, by and we, the we top execs at Turner. We we flipped to page one zillion nine hundred thirty-five. Yep, just and, like the number of overtimes that game's gonna yeah. go into. Yeah. 
and delaying um, dynamite. And no, we looked up um, that uh, the NBA takes the NBA on TNT as the true Turner Temple takes precedent to everything. So and, and, and then there was a part that was highlighted in both normal yellow highlighter, pink highlighter, and green highlighter, including yeah. Conan. The full spectrum of highlighters. Yeah. So we're. Honestly, currently unsure, like when we come back after the holidays, if we're still going to be an AEW slash wrestling podcast or if we're going to be an NBA podcast. Yeah, whatever. We don't know yet. Whatever King Theodore the Third tells us. Yeah. We Who will have to come down and sign the contract that wrestling <laughs> <laughs> himself. Yeah. You don't care too much for Christmas, do you? Like, I'd want an Optimus Prime or a Castle Grayskull, and I'd always end up with a stupid mini-bake oven or something. No, I want an Optimus Prime, I got easy bake oven. How's that happen? You did have terrible parents. Yeah, how's that happen? No, no, Grandpa! Grandpa, you home? There's Grandpa. Second box of balls I dropped tonight. What? What are you doing? Not responding. Why do you care I have a 40 box? That's the second box of balls I've dropped tonight. While we're still a wrestling podcast, Beaumont, let's dig into last night's uh, episode of AEW Dynamite on December 16th. And we start right out of the gate with Matt Hardy and Private Party defeating Hangman Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds in 10 minutes, 44 seconds. Man, this was a bit of a surprise and a bit of a bummer, wasn't it? I mean, oh, we were... Oh, oh, big time, not just us. And uh, Matt Harvey and Private... <laughs> <laughs> like former Reds and Mets pitcher Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey, yeah. <laughs> Matt Hardy in private party writes too much. I can see how you would do that. But yeah. Matt Harvey. All right, then we got we got we got our one for this week. All right, so um, yeah, like not just us were disappointed, but Twitter. Yeah, there was. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? I mean, we were all excited about Hangman finally aligning with Silver and Reynolds, and as we talked about last week, like seemingly made sense for them to win to advance that story of hangman like oh okay yeah you know maybe but i also mentioned they did that kind of same shtick with colt cabana like making it seem like the wins were easy to come by so maybe i don't know we've talked a lot about hangman's kind of rock bottom but yeah he seemed to have kind of ro- risen from that a bit and i think part of this is good and i think that we don't understand what they're doing yeah but like part of it is a little baffling you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, yeah. No, I. we were both kind of last night when it ended like, oh, shit, is that it? I mean, yeah, you get heel Matt Hardy as win, but we've talked about it. That was kind of like a random heel turn anyway. Like, we're not invested into that as much yeah. as we are silver. And I don't think, it, like we said, it's not just us. Well, and I hear, like, what I think is, like, going to be, like, the predictable thing that I think is, like, when Mr. Brody Lee returns... Yeah, like exactly. That, that's when the fortunes of the Dark Order will turn. And it's like, I don't think we wanted that. I think we wanted, like, Silver to, like, lead the Dark Order. Maybe not into, like, elevated prominence, but, like... 
It's a different era of the Dark Order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Silver. yeah, yeah. To do something with the, the, the like for you know them to do something with his position, and, and we don't blame him at all. And we you were and you weren't really watching then, but honestly, Silver was kind of Brody's bitch to really? a degree. Like he kind of treated him like so, which has made it all the cooler that Silver and Reynolds have kind of risen yeah. above Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, who were kind of the de facto leaders of the Dark Order. But, like, Silver and Rounds have kind of risen up. So, it is going to be interesting when Mr. Brody Lee gets back. Um, but another quick note, um, Matt Hardy, heel Matt Hardy was wearing his new stupid The Truth is the Truth shirt with his Greg Goldman pants on. And John Silver hit another brain buster, his second in, what, just a few weeks on Dynamite. But, yeah... We did get the return of the delete. Delete! Yeah. You know, the first time since the elite deletion yeah, match, just, but just, still. But yeah, just a hard time, like, wiping, like, the disappointment away Correct. from, like, like this match. Just and, like, there was up. the moments with Hangman and the Dark Order where, like, Silver got on Hangman's back and was kind of riding him like a horse. No, that and, was my favorite moment. That's what I wrote down. And like, like whatever he did there. Again, Hangman kind of having a little fun yeah. as he's been on being the elite with these guys. It's like... Why didn't they win? Yeah. No, uh, and, and like... We'll I, find out, I guess. I assume so. Where, and we'll like see where one. both stories go after this. Because where does Matt... You know, we kind of talked about, does Matt Hardy turn on private... Because private party's been faces. Yeah, or, or what does Matt Hardy do? Like, what is exactly. his ceiling? We talked a little bit about that. And we that. haven't really seen... We don't have much indication, really, of where this character's going yet. Mm. But an interesting result, um, nonetheless. Very much so. And we go backstage to uh, Marvez, I believe, with glasses Glass, at this point. This was glasses Marvez, with, correct? And yes. MJF has his New York Times Award for the best performance for the dinner debonair. But yeah, not a ton to this promo, just furthering everything. Um, you know, Jericho shirtless with his jeans and his sunglasses, just kind of a funny look. Uh, the one note was kind of MJF still furthering that, calling yeah. Jericho a mentor and the goat. So, like, again, the, seam, the seams are about to bust loose on this. Touch, yeah. And, and, I mean, like, the slow burn has been upgraded to a medium burn. Yeah, and we'll know. get a little more into that yeah. later on. But, yeah, I mean, I think we've both been kind of waiting for a little more from all of this inner circle stuff. So then we go to Cody and Brandy in their home with a little Christmas jingle and all the decorations. And, uh, you know, there's a ring at the doorbell and a present. And we're like, oh, what's going on? And uh, we learn that, that they're having a baby. And yeah. uh, congratulations to Cody and Brandy. Um, Brandy is with child. This <laughs> is great. With and JR says, well, how about that? How about that? You know. Like, like, what has gone through his mind right then and there? <laughs> Cody or JR? JR. <laughs> but, yeah, very exciting for them. Good stuff. And then we go right into Cody coming out for his match. Yep. Um, Brandy, she's in a white dress holding her stomach, you know, she's really hamming up the pregnancy, as you would, of course. Um, as, as one is when great with child. Yeah, and she still had her cast on from the Cargill uh, assault. And you could see the emotion on Cody's face. And you had a very interesting observation about this. Oh, but yeah, oh. like you could see him like fighting back tears a little bit. Oh yeah, well like, you know, I guess the first thing that I wrote under Cody v. Angelico um, 
Angelico. And 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 co- <laughs> no, first thing I wrote for Cody V. Angelico. Angelico <laughs> was um, emotional. How Cody w- would like his character described. Yeah, so Cody kind of embodies that old school, you know, emotional style in the ring that you know I I enjoyed that you kind of mentioned that last night. Yeah. You know, having really only watched this for what two months or so. Right, right, yeah. yeah. He tries to draw it's not the most like exciting wrestling in the ring. Sometimes it is, but it, like it's the opposite of what we saw in SummerSlam eighty nine, right? <laughs> we'll but but, but both technical and a little theatrical. I mean, you know, he's definitely uh playing up this whole like I'm gonna be a dad thing. And is this is for Yeah. Is this his first time being a father? It is, yes. It is, huh? Yeah, their first child. Congratulations to him. Um, but Cody defeats Angelico in 9 minutes, 34 seconds. Um, I think I called it pretty early. I can't remember what I'd said. Oh, oh yeah. I, classic technical Cody match. Yeah, but it I, was good. I circled it right yeah, there. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, they mentioned risk control a couple times. We talked about on the live reaction with our boy Azar. Like, that's a big Okada thing in New Japan. Yeah. But they kept referring to that. And we talked about the Okada mentions. Again, mm-hmm. just, a, just a little plot point. Yep. Um, <laughs> JR said something like, Tony, with a little bit of work, your hair could look just like Angelico's. Which is kind of like the long emo style. Frankly, what my hair would look like if I didn't have a hat yeah, on yeah. right now. I could dead up to the Angelico. But well, I hope Skivone decides to uh, go to his hairdresser soon. To get the Angelico. Hopefully. That would be sick. It'd be wonderful. And then uh, Azar also mentioned during the break just randomly that Arn, Andy Reid, was just bullying Jack Evans, yeah. uh, his Angelico's partner outside the ring, which yeah. I thought was funny. Which, but, yeah, but I mean, yeah. solid, solid fun match. Again, nothing like too, too special, but it was solid. It was fun, you know, on the scale, call it like a three, three, two, five, whatever. Sure. But I'll tell you what was fun was all the post match stuff. Well, that's when our antennas raised. <laughs> whenever Tad, whenever you heard like the cut the music, cut yeah. the music, you know, like yeah. And the whole crew's out there, Hook and everyone. Wasn't he wearing like a Punisher? Oh no, oh, no he was wearing that in a hood, in a hoodie up. Like you know, yeah. he looks like he plays lacrosse for yeah. like Johns Hopkins University. Looking more like Skiavone's son than Taz's son. Yeah, yeah which is a big geek. And like yeah, they, they obviously Team Taz all comes out. The cut the music, crew, cut the, the music. The whole crew, the whole gang's out. Yeah, he's like, Cody Rhodes is going to be a daddy. Yeah, Why? Like, Cody Rhodes is going to be a daddy. <laughs> yeah, and Taz, uh, he also had a bit of a derogatory name for a little Dobby, didn't he? Oh, he did? Oh. One that in the Turner Manual, it says we can't say, but... Um, but we must. We must well, persevere. Well, we have to. Ted, Ted's in Atlanta and we're in Cincinnati. Yeah, screw Ted. So, um... It was old Turner boy. Old Turner boy. Pa rum pa pum pum. But wow. Uh, but like Taz trying to use that as a slur, like that's an honor. Well, and Taz told Cody he'd put him on maternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So right when Taz said that, we're gonna put you on paternity leave, brother. Like, what and, do you think's gonna happen? You know, like. And then boom, we get you know. the snow, and it, it's snowing. <laughs> and. Giovanni, like clearly recognizing course, it's a yeah, meme yeah. and saying it twice, yeah. but uh, what what do you think about them? Sort of like the first time, obviously, it's like throwing the gauntlet down. 
The second two times it's been relative. Like, what do you think about this? Like them using Sting, their use of AEW's use of I've, Sting. I've enjoyed it. I mean, again, this is your classic slow burn. But I think yeah. when we were watching last night, and you know, our reaction dictated like we weren't expecting it at the time, even right, though we right. probably should have been because Sting's been involved with Cody and Darby and yeah. all. But like, I think it caught us off guard in the moment, which is great. Mm -hmm. And again, he hasn't really had to say too much. Again, and like it, all visual storytelling and here. It, and yeah. it was great. It, actually, I think we'd both agree that even though I enjoyed last week a little more than you, but that the visuals have done a lot better job than the words in this so far. Hit it! Yeah! Oh! Yeah, there we go. It's only... There's a <laughs> With his punisher hoodie. Here he is. <laughs> oh man. He's gonna be a daddy. <laughs> Ricky Stalks. This is exactly what we needed here. Oh, yeah. yeah. The old Turner Boy! He listens. Oh! This is, good. This is great. Oh, Stitch! Stitch! Here we go. I mean, like, <laughs> like, it's a meme at this point. Like, oh, yeah. Had, like, it would be awkward it. for him not to do it. <laughs> and, yeah, I mentioned it a bit earlier, but that Darby was had a spotlight on yeah, him in the yeah. background behind Cody. It was literally like a two-second camera shot that just looked so beautiful. Right, right, yeah. Um, but I think what something you said last night when we were watching it kind of tells me that you liked this week better than last week because okay. you were like, buckle me in. Yeah. Let's go. I was talking about my belt buckle and my seat buckle. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, no, I was definitely a little bit more into the energy of this week, you know, particularly early on. Um, and I mean, obviously the Sting plot moved. And I mean, I wrote down here Sting versus Taz. I mean, this is not going to be Sting's, like, big seminal battle here. No. But it's going to be fun as this shit. It's a great it's gonna be opening crime. feud for Sting like, yeah. is just to go like, up against like, Team Tag. Like, sign me up. I am so down, you yep. know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then we head to a backstage interview with Marvez and our guy Miro. Mm -hmm. And Marvez is like, but you've hospitalized three staff members. And yeah. After when he threw the... Um, the audio people, yeah, the production last week at the end of the Fine show. Find 75k. He was 25,000 per person that he hospitalized. Mm -hmm. uh, but Miro, he didn't give a fuck, did he? Absolutely not. He's wearing his slick sweatshirt that looked like it had like green, purple, and pink vinyl records that, that, on that, that it. That Versace. Um, but Miro teases a big wedding announcement next week for Kick Sabian and Penelope Ford. Oh man, Kick and Punch Ford. You know. <laughs> but uh, we did have one classic Marvez line here as Miro's popping off about the wedding announcement. He's like, "What about the people in the hospital? It's Christmas." <laughs> you know, that was a line uh, from a Christmas Carol that Charles Dickens deleted. Charles Cockins. 
And then we head to Jabba the Hutt, a.k.a. Eddie Kingston, rocking his Tupac sweatshirt yep. and his Timberlands. He's here to address his enemies. Yeah, and I wrote all three of them down. Number one was God. Which, <laughs> yeah. is, you know, yeah, which, like, talk about Darby Allen pissing pastors off, skateboarding through a church. This had to, like, put him at, like, an 11. Also, right like, before fuming. he started going into his enemies, he's like, I don't care about any of you people. He's like, boo me, cheer me, I don't care. And who's Kingston's second enemy? Pick, pack, boom, bop. Bibbidi bop, pack. Bibbidi bobbidi boom. As he's talking, know? he's like, he's done. His career's done. Yep, and he's done. And then, um, and then he mentions Lance Archer, which we talked about, kind of the that big goofy bastard, Lance big, Archer. Well, well, that's very, you know, we talked about like you said that he knocked him out during a battle royale several months ago. Yeah, yeah. So like that's you, like that's maybe a touch shoehorn, you know, know. just just to like you know inject some drama. Pretty random, but again, I'm happy Archer's doing something. Yeah. But that big goofy bastard Archer comes out and then yep. followed by the butcher and the blade and then the lucha bros come out and then pick pock bing bock boom bop pack back after a few week absence um so that was great uh there's just a bit of a scuffle the lucha bros double super kick butcher and the blade um, then Pack kicks Kingston, and then Pack and Archer go face to face. See, it's a big mishmash, yeah. boom, bop, ging, gop, pick, pack, but yeah, it's it, fun. It, 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 it was a kerfuffle. Um, it but, was a kerfuffle. But like I wrote, I wrote here the last note that I wrote. This is a fun plot line. Exactly. Like, like this yeah. is not the A or the B. We don't know where it's going, yeah, yeah, but yeah. these yeah. are all fun characters, yeah. and yeah, and it's not like the A or the B plot line. This is not like Sting. This is not like Inner Circle drama. But this is honestly. To me, the most fun one that I enjoy watching. Hell yeah. And like obviously it even has a lot of relevance than, later. Even more than Hangman and the Silver and Reynolds? Yeah, because now they that lose. they lost? Yeah because, yeah. yeah, because they just keep losing. It just bums me out. I feel you. And speaking of the Dark Order, real quick, Dustin Rhodes has an interview backstage where he doesn't like the name Seven. And one by one, he all the Dark Order will fall. Kind of random, weird, whatever. You know, this whole like plot line is just very nebulous and just yeah. like I, I don't know what's going on here. And like, and you we know, won't spend any more time on it. Of course, not. match yeah. three, um, the inner circle defeat the best friends, Varsity Blondes, and Top Flight in a six-on-six six tag match in 14 minutes 18 yeah. seconds. Wardlow and Brandon Cutler were supposed to be a part of this, but Wardlow could not travel due to family issues. We hope everything is okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, Orange Cassidy on commentary for this match to take a nap. Uh, clearly, his microphones were unplugged. He did not. Yeah, he was there. Um, this was all right. You know, you mentioned it early on in the in the match, which actually opened with Pillman and Jericho, and there's yeah. a bit of like a little kerfuffle, if you will, between Pillman and Trent. Like Trent right. was in there, and Pillman's like, "Nah, I want to be in here," but. Uh, anyway, Pillman looked good. He and he well, and Jericho were in there for well, quite a few and, and minutes. And the announcers teed it up too. Yeah, like you know, Skivone and um, Jr. really were like, yeah, you know, um, Brian Pillman's uh, late father yeah. and Jericho were very close. Because like, Pillman had tweeted something about that earlier in the yeah. day about how he wanted to share the ring with Jericho. So I'm wondering. And Jericho smiled. I remember like there's there's a really great shot where you know like like Pillman gets tagged in and Jericho yeah. smiles. And I, and, I, and that was that was really cool. I was wondering. I didn't really talk 
talk about this last night, but Trent was in there with Pillman, and Pillman wouldn't back down, and Trent, like, looked a little agitated, so I'm wondering, like, if that was even talked about before the match, but maybe not. at, yeah. at any rate, it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, Griff Garrison had another very nice showing in his brief time in there. Yeah, everyone loves him on Twitter. And um, uh, JR actually mentioned that he reminds him of a young Adam Copeland, who became Edge in WWE, and, you know, one of the greats of all time. Sure. Uh, but good stuff. Top you know, flight. I mean, I was gonna. Yeah. I just. I was gonna say top flight. You know, looks great. Jr. said Dante at 19 years old looks very mature for his age. Oh my god! Like my grandma and my music teacher in elementary school both both used the hard T mature. You gotta love like, that. You know, and you know Darius Martin came in looked. You know Dante the younger, more high flyer. Darius more the striker. Even though they're uh, 19 and 21. They're still both young. But, you know, then it finally broke into chaos, which I think you were looking for. But it was um, still, like, shot well like a good bat. Like like the Diamond Battle Boreal was. Yep. Like, it's blocked and shot well. Like, you know who is with who. It's not just, like, people flailing about the ring. And we had know. a big treat during this match as we had the return of the world-famous restaurant quality picture-in-picture. Double superlative. Who would? I mean, it's been weeks. We've been waiting for it, yeah. uh, and Jr. Yeah. finally brought it back. Um, but yeah, more good stuff from back from back from the world famous picture in picture restaurant. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Sammy Guevara doing the Naito Tranquilo mm. pose. Yeah. Uh, top flight hitting some high impact moves. Um, Jericho, Jericho ended up hitting Griff Garrison with the bat. Uh, Hager then knocked out Griff after that, and then MJF slid in just for the pin. He wasn't in the match the whole time, but slides in just for the pin, and I think this agitated you a little bit. Here's the thing that bothers me about this match. Oh, it sure uh, did. Is that's what people are taking away from it. Like, that's what, like, you know, if you look at the dialogue about this match online, or, like, what people are saying about this, that's what people take away from it. And, like, yeah, MGF plays a great deal, and like he's very, very, very good at that. See, I kind of liked it because that is classic '80s old school heel bullshit wrestling. Yeah, like it, he it, doesn't even step foot in the ring and just gets the pin and has a big smile. So I loved it, but I can understand you not liking yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's just getting a little old, and I want that plot to move. I mean, uh, of course I do too, as we talked about it earlier, and hopefully it moves a little quicker. But yeah. speaking of moving, Marvez moved the glasses off his face. And, had a, and speaking of face, had an interview with what she called the face of the women's division and your girl, Thunder Rosa, Rosa and, uh, with your t-shirt coming oh man, in this week too. And, um, let me, let me, I, I don't know if she picked up on this, but I ordered that t-shirt in a small and I wear a medium. If I raise my hands up in the air, you're going to see my belly button. You know, like yeah. that, like that's the state of that shirt. Hell yeah. But like, it's going to be a great like shirt, like a great throw a flannel over shirt. Hell yeah. Which like... Great winter shirt. Yeah, but like, don't you value your shirts that you throw like a flannel over? Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Like those like have those a very... trusties. Yeah. And like, like that is at the top of the list now. Thunder, thank you. And uh, during this, uh, she got re- distracted as she was ripping on Britt Baker, Reba... Brit's uh, confidant and whatever came yeah. out and distracted her, and then that pitch Brit Baker attacked her. That Steelers fan Brit Baker just attacked our girl Thunder. Well, you no, know, she behind. did a lot. She did a lot better than the Steelers did this weekend. Yeah, we don't like the Steelers here, and 
we don't like Britt Baker, but we respect Britt Baker's heel character. She's doing it very no, well. No, no, no. She does. She does it very well. And like, you know, honestly, I honestly I think she's had a very nice jump this year, character wise, and she's gonna get better in the ring. But yeah. uh, fuck her for attacking our girl Thunder Rosa. Absolutely. They poured beer all over. Depressing. Britt says that her ugly face broke the camera. Boom! Outrageous. Get out of here. Stupid. And we go into match four. The acclaimed Bowens and Caster, the newbies, defeat SCU in 817 in what I would call a mild stinker. And I would call the Russell Wilson bad rap battle match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them, Bowens or Caster, we don't know which one yet. Looked dead up like, like Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, and, and, and both of them were horrendous at the, like, these they, rap battles. I will say one of them I enjoyed a little more after hearing it on Twitter in a different lens that... One of them, I think it was Russell Wilson, called Christopher Daniels CD. He's like, CD, something, something, out of format. Yo, yo, like, okay, that's an okay joke. Yo, like, yo, I'm pissed at you, comeback disc. You know, <laughs> but like, in general, some... like, we're not really here for it. And then Kazarian grabbed the bad. mic. And, <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, it was rough. It was acclaimed Dynamite debut, and uh, it could have gone better. Um the match got a little inter- little more interesting after the break. I have down here the pace picked up a little bit. Um, the acclaimed, I guess, I don't remember if maybe this was before or after the match. Yeah. I guess after called the Young Bucks cucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they man. were cut off before saying fuck. So, like, that's at well, least well, kind well, of I fun. mean, like, you know, that's a pretty big cutoff. But, yeah. We, uh, let's just put it this way. We were not as impressed with the acclaimed as we've been with Top Flight. No, no. I th- I think this match was, more... that and the Dustin Rhodes promo were the most forgettable part. Forgettable part. Forgettable part. Forgettable part. There was a piece of information. The acclaimed, uh, did challenge the Young Bucks for the tag titles, which we'll be seeing next week. Yeah, the Young Bucks are going to wipe They're them. They're going to get dusted, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah wipe the floor with so, them. And speaking of some people who don't deserve to get dusted, Top Flight yeah. had a promo after speaking that. Speaking of people that we love. Wearing UCLA, like, didn't there stuff The coldest like, team in the game. Yeah. Yeah, they did kind of have UCLA the Bruins, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it reminded me of a lot. Like, yep. UCLA Bruins confidence. They John were talking Wooden, shit to the inner know, circle. Yeah. And this is the first time we've seen the young Top Flight white guys talking they they did a great job in this program yeah no i was pumped and, and um uh but yeah excited they challenged mjf and jericho which, next week so confirmed. that should be a lot of fun yeah and that's gonna and i mean we're gonna be talking about that live so, on twitter yeah, so, so, so get ready for that um yeah match five Big Swole and Serena Deeb defeat Eva Lise and Diamante in 9 minutes 20 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the first time we saw Serena Deeb since that excellent Thunder Rosa match which a few was, weeks ago. Which is one of my like easily top three matches I've seen of AEW. That it, was definitely one of the top few women's matches of the th- year. Th- that was Kron. That was like H.G. Wells' The Time Machine Kron. Forged you know, yeah. Um, we got during this match another restaurant quality picture in picture, which was exciting. Served, served right up. Served right up. Uh, Serena Deeb channeled the inner Nate with the figure four as Jim Ross re- referenced. So Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah, his figure four. Yeah, yeah and he always called him Nate. Uh-huh. Um, and, but the match ended. Big Swole got Diamante in what I called the Lion Tamer Sharpshooter combo, which yeah, is Jericho and Bret Hart's moves. But it was actually referred to as the Clearwater Cloverleaf. 
Really? <laughs> See, like, I, I, like my handwriting is so bad. Yeah. Like, I saw the lion thing in there, and, like, it made sense, but the Clearwater Cloverleaf yeah. is like, oh, it's Pluto to me. Yeah, I, I think know? that yeah. might have been Excalibur who said that. Had to be Excalibur, because yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, it wasn't here, Tim. <laughs> uh, but the Clearwater Cloverleaf for the victory, and then Ni the native beast Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero came out yeah. to beat the shit uh, out of swollen... <laughs> out of soul and Serena Deeb, but the jobber herself, Red Velvet, just came out with a chair. In, just, 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 Dude, just, she's just, not going to be a jobber before too long. Well, no, yeah, she's no, kind of no, getting no, these. No, she wasn't. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, she came out with a chair. <laughs> and then we went into a pretty, pretty dumb best friends promo out by the trailers addressing the Miro stuff. Like, I love best friends in orange. But I was expecting better. I don't even remember what they said. But they had some fun. Like, they said they were so excited. Some about festive as hell. But anyway, yeah. yeah and would. then a quick Jurassic Express promo, which I like because they have not been on the show much lately. You have not seen them much lately. Uh, but they'll be fighting Colt Cabana 5 and 10 from the Dark Order next week. Should be fun. Sure. Uh, more Then we come out. Getting ready for the main event, and FTR came to the announce table, just yeah. really upset about things and just yeah. peeking like we're peeking right now on this. But like Dax Max. Harwood was kind of screaming into the microphone. Oh, just like the pull, pull. I just pull, pull. wrote FTR's you know, like, pissed about the tag team division. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they're they're hard peas. Like we're all yeah. like, in pull, like, pull. They're like we're pissed at this, and we're pull, pull, and we're pull, pull. Like we've been cast yeah. aside. Or by Tarzan and a grown man dressed up as a dinosaur. <laughs> so again, we've kind of been getting these little FTR pissed off segments. I'm here for it. Then we need FTR great. to come back because like like Yeoman. Yeoman. They're great. I mean, they just beat, they wiped the floor with the Varsity Blondes last week. They're angling to get back uh, those tag team titles. But mm. at any rate, we head into the main event where Kenny Omega defeated Joey, the bad boy Joey Janela, my boy. In six minutes, 58 seconds, in a very unique, weird, fun contest. Yeah, for, for um, being a very quick match that had a very, to me, like a very obvious result. Yes. Like, it, it was fun. It was very compelling because yeah. uh, before the match, Dan Callis uh, tried to go up to Tony Schiavone. And, and, then he tried to, and he tried to hit him like Moxley hit him. Oh, Moxley hit Dan Callis. Tried to hit him, and he tried to get his headset. He's like, "Let me get your headset, Tony. No one calls a Kenny Omega match like I do." And Shivani's just like, "Kiss my ass, kiss my ass." <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, but so Dan Callis just grabs a live mic and just starts commentating on the match, which again, it's ha we've seen it dude, before dude, in dude. wrestling. You haven't seen it oh. yet, obviously, but it's happened. But I feel like Dan did it in a very great way. You know when Brainbuster Boys is going to explode? <laughs> Whenever Moxley comes back to Dan Callis to hit Dan dude, Callis dude, 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 that, I think that is going to be our moment. When we like, talked about this last night, we thought Moxley was maybe going to come back. Yeah. And he did a little, not. A, you know, a little too soon. Like um, Sure, but I, I thought it could have happened, but it ended up being Pac. I, I, I would not be surprised. So the Pac-Kenny um, Omega fight is not tr the 23rd, but the 30th, correct? Correct. Okay, so uh, 
Or no, it's Phoenix. So oh, 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 let's oh. let's wait because we gotta get there. Yeah, yeah let's get it. So yeah, this was a pretty fun like seven minute you know seven minute match. You know, Janela got the leg drop through the table. Yeah. You know, he got to do some cool moves, but really, I mean, the highlight throughout this was Dan Callis. You know, commentating outside the ring. Uh, he eventually gives Kenny the mic, who's commenting yeah. during his own match. He's like, you guys, he's like, you guys want to hear some play-by-play? Listen to this audio. And he smacks Janela with the cookie sheet. Oh, and, and Dan Callis said it was disgusting. That disgusting cookie sheet. That is a disgusting act. And so, yeah. like that cookie sheet had never been used. Co- not even once. Clearly, it was glistening. You could tell <laughs> it, 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 it had literally just been ripped out of the plastic seconds before the match. Um, but this was a lot of fun. It was fun and exciting and high energy. And you had the Kenny with the moonsault holding the garbage can. Garbage day! Flipping on Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, that's pretty seminal. Yeah. Just, it was, it, it was just fun. Uh, but the match ended. Janela, right after he took him through the table, went for a big moonsault. Missed. Kenny just fucking hammered him with two V-triggers into the one-winged angel, which Dan Callis said, nobody's kicked out of, but Kota Ibushi kicked out of it in 2012 in DDT, motherfucker. Um, but after the match, uh, Don grabbed the mic. He's like, no more unanswered questions for the champ. And uh, we had uh, an exciting appearance by Pac in the Death Triangle. Pac's like, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. We have unfinished business. Um, so the point that Pac was really trying to make was that Phoenix was never eliminated from the world title eliminator tournament. That's a mouthful. Uh, because if you recall, he was, he beat Pentagon in that match, but he got hurt. So Pentagon advanced. Oh yeah. 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 So Pac was like, uh, you know, you you aren't the rightful champion because Phoenix never really got his chance. And Dan Callis is like, well, wrestlers don't get to tell the world champion what to do. Well, one, he didn't know. And Dan Callis is like, well, you may have a point, but you don't have a promoter. And then he's like, well, yeah, as a yeah. matter of fact, the match has already been sanctioned. See, 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 that's the funny thing about Dan Callis. It's like, he you rules. know, like he does rule, but he's not like this whole like, I am a zillion percent confident. Yeah. Like, he kind of, like, backs down he's a little. He plays a great heel. Oh, he does. <laughs> he, he's flexible just enough to where, like, you know, you can allow these things to occur. He rules, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, December 30th, uh, we get Omega vs. Phoenix for the AEW world title. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait for that one. If we're not talking about the NBA. Um, that is true. Off. Shoot, I, I mean... We'll probably still be forced to talk about the NBA at least a little bit. But we would imagine that hopefully coming out of the new year, we'll be able to talk about that match.
long as the gun metal of Ted's gun is not pointed to her head. Yeah, hopefully. So, you know, a fun episode of Dynamite. Not a great episode of Dynamite, but definitely not a bad or below average episode well, of Dynamite. Well, you know what? Like, I heard a lot of people criticizing it online um, in comparison to NXT. Like Greg Goldman. Greg Goldman hated it. Yeah, he no, called it not... one of the worst episodes. You know what, Greg? Well, well, and you know what? Like, we respect that opinion, which, we, is, why, we we, which is why we're engaging we with it currently. We love you, Greg. I just why, disagree. Yeah, which is why we're engaging with this currently. And, and I did um, watch yeah. uh, the Dunn-O'Reilly match on NXT last night, and it was good, but it wasn't as good as what I read on Twitter. So, but I'm not also going to sit here and t- say this was the best episode of Dynamite. I'd call it like a 6.7 out of 10. Yeah. But it was fun. Like, there was nothing bad about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the setup has been the setup, but it hasn't been like the setup, if Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. We got good things coming, but yeah. So, in lieu of our top five moments this week, which maybe this is actually going to take like point few off of my 6.7 rating, um, because it was just hard to pick, but... We're going to kind of give you a little preview into what we're doing when we come back, but not really. Uh, But we're going to be coming back from the new year with power rankings. And Bo and I are going to have our own power rankings. And it's going to be a big hoot, isn't it? What burns my batak is that Hangman and the Dark Order lost. Like, what the fuck? We talked about it earlier. Uh, I think we were both caught off guard and shocked by that. Just to Matt Hardy and Private Party, which that story is seemingly directionless. It was lame. Like, 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 I think that's a really... A directionless story. very lame. And you could simmer this Hangman Dark Order. Like, where do you go with that from here? Like, we were all excited about it. And don't get me wrong, I still am. But I'm significantly less excited about it than I was 26 hours ago. Oh, big time. Yeah. And like... Yeah, it just it burnt. It sizzled my ass. Yeah, no, yeah, well, you know, it was sizzling and like anticlimactic. You just kind of burnt out. And yeah, and they didn't even like really show Hangman or Silver and Reynolds. Like we don't even know where this is heading. So no. yeah, my ass is scalding. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. In in a not fun, unpredictable way, my ass is scalding because of capitalism. Oh um, shoot! Um, so when I was at the uh, mall looking for gifts for my mom, at the mall. <laughs> Like, I wound up calling my dad and my sister, and they were like, um, I was like, you know, what does my mom want? And um, the ideas were like perfume, a scarf, the cl- candle, a bag. Can- well, oh, I bought her candles for her birthday, which is in October. I October got my the- mom yeah, yeah, a candle. Yeah. But, um, and then um, what wound up happening is me and my dad just simply settled on, well, like, my sister got this hairbrush slash blow dryer that, like, my mom would like. Yeah. And so... Like, literally, I'm in Macy's. I've been in the mall for two hours. Grind, you know, you'd already been yeah. to Auntie Anne's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, You're looking for Cinnabon. Just, just pacing. I sit down. I get on my phone. I pull up Amazon Prime. I look up that phone, buy it, order it, and leave. Done. Like, yeah. Just a like, two-hour yeah. mall trip just for some Zaldogs. Yeah, that, 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 like, you know, that is like... How is that salsa cheese, though? Cheese. Well, I knew it was going to be lunch, so I had to... Um, <laughs> I Decisions had to be made. You know what we're going to do on the 23rd is for sure have a Cinnabon din. Yeah. During well, that episode, during the live show. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. I've seen you can get Cinnabon products at Walmart. So. Well, let's fire it up. If you recall SummerSlam 1989, August 28th, 
Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake defeat Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus <laughs> in 15 minutes and change. Beaumont, what do you think of the quote-unquote golden age or the rock and wrestling era of wrestling? Like, wow. Okay, the main uh, event of SummerSlam 89. I get it. Like, so... Like one thing I'm going to refer to throughout this discussion is the 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 cyclical nature of wrestling, from yes. flamboyance to like anti-hero masculinity, like you know. So like, yep. This is when we were like full like flamboyance, maybe moving toward masculinity, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, when well, yeah. you've also got like the in-ring sport of it too, yeah. which was not a factor back then yeah. at all. No, like, not at all. And not like, an exciting wrestling match. No, no, absolutely. Like, and before we get into that, um, I guess to start off with this one question, I've been you know really wanting to ask you after watching that is how would you define this era of wrestling? Like maybe not with a word, but just kind of like you know, like how like I'm sure you could talk about Attitude Era for two minutes. How would you talk about this era of wrestling for one to two minutes? Yeah, so you kind of prompted me this earlier. Like, I thought of it as the rock and wrestling era, which is kind of like mid to late 80s, mm-hmm. like teaming up with Cindy Lauper and like MTV and all that. Like Vince, like just getting this mm-hmm. outside of wrestling pop culture presence. Yeah. Uh, but when I kind of did some Googling, it was also referred to as the golden age, which I thought was interesting yeah. and not necessarily incorrect. and. Also, shout out to our friends Houndmouth because that's a great album of theirs. But, but like Golden Age Two is also referred to as like an age that like the best era. You but, know? but 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 it isn't really. You know, yeah, like like like, like yeah. it, it's always like it you know not. nothing gold can sit like let's say Golden Pony Boy. Yeah, you know, nothing like it, Goldman it, can stay exactly. <laughs> and it's like you know, you're right. It, it's oftentimes looked back upon as better than it was. So like, like it's emblematic of like nostalgia. Yeah, and, and that's exactly balls. what this era and even the next few eras are. But specifically this one because yeah. I told you off air, this is the shit I grew up on, but not in real time. Because I started watching wrestling in 97. Yeah. But, like, on the dawn of the Attitude Era. But, like, grew up on tapes of WrestleManias 1 through 13. Right, and would right, just consume yeah. and watch them over and over. And rent the SummerSlams and King of the Rings and yeah. whatever. Uh, but, yes, nostalgia, definitely. We talked about this. Cocaine is definitely no, no, a I, big I, fucking theme. for. Oh, no. Like, what a, the hopped up, like... Oh yeah, no instant. Like I wrote one of my notes: sweat slash tan slash coke, and, and glitter like, and glitter. Oh yeah, you know. they were already out of breath before they started talking. Like they were yeah. all like, "Let me tell you something, mean Gene." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like they oh, like were like three quarters of the way through their like screaming rant. Yeah, like and, and I beginning. thought it was interesting yeah. that like that was a big thing that popped out to you because like I've watched so much wrestling and I've jumped between eras all the time every yeah. day. But, like, for you to just watch that when you've watched current AEW and Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your reaction was very fascinating to me. But, like, I still look back on this era very fondly. Sure. But I'm not going to look back and watch this era for great wrestling. But it's still in the modern wrestling DNA. Yeah. Oh, it's still very much in my my DNA and the Brain Buster Boys DNA. Like, I often will watch old school, like, late 80s, early 90s wrestling to, like, go to bed. Because it's easy to watch and it's just fun and funny and makes you laugh. But, like... 
There were still really good wrestling matches in this era, but this is not one of them. Um, 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 one, one thing to note before Skivone's on commentary. Yeah, yeah. So we had Tony Schiavone on commentary during his very short run in WWF. We caught a very quick promo with Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake with our guy, Mean Gene. Um, and Brutus referred to his blades as Titanian. 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 Steel blades. And he's like, the blades are a part of me. And Hulk Hogan says, what you gonna do when the barber, the blade, and the Hulkster run wild over you? I just kept thinking of the butcher and the blade oh, being no, yeah. there. Oh, no. It, well, it's almost like a shitty storybook rhyme right yeah. there. It's, and the, everyone comes out, and the classic ring announcer, Howard Finkel, says, the champ has asked me to introduce the first lady, Elizabeth who was with Macho Man, but this was kind of the feud at the time. She's now kind of with Hogan. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Jesse the Body Ventura oh, just, kept, just really kept referring to her as a little gold digger, didn't Oh, he? no, he, he said that she sold hash on the street. Yeah, which she, like, was you know, she was a hash slinger well, down the street. Like, yeah, take Jersey. this big old grain of salt, because, um, like, you know Jesse Ventura from his wrestling days. I know him from his governor and conspiracy theory yeah. show days. So, you know, like, like there's a spectrum here, and he, you know. Trump, uh, I've always loved him as a great heel commentator because he was so good at it. But yeah. he's a hoot. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, we'll talk about that someday. Yeah. Um, well, Macho Man obviously is in the match. Um, we haven't talked about him. He, it's in one of his heel phases, you said, correct? Correct, yeah. So he'd recently turned heel against Hogan. Yeah. It lost the title to Hogan at WrestleMania five that year. And we said Macho Man, like, changes, like, colors... And like his like like Hogan, we you can recognize him as his like red and yellow. Correct. Yeah, and then Macho Man is kind of. He would always have that sequins robe and the Macho Man on the trunks, but yeah, never brand or color loyal to anything. But we don't really need to get into the nuts and bolts of the match here, but because it kind of stunk. I just want to hear your kind of observation, still just a little more about the match, the era, Hulk Hogan, Zeus. You know who this was kind of the reason we got in, but just. General observations of what we watched for 20 minutes. The fakeness of wrestling was a lot more obvious, like particularly with punches. Oh, yeah, like, like, like bad hits. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, the, the hits were always sort of like... Off. Like, well, you could tell there were, there were like space, there was like space between like the fist and like the yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just not very fast paced. It was just very like, you know, he throws plotting. in here. Yeah, it was very plotting. But did you enjoy it? I had fun. Yeah. I, I, I had fun. I, it's a different level of enjoyment. Yeah, it, it is. Like, I don't know how much of it is sort of like laughing at them versus laughing with them. Probably a little more laughing at. Yeah, yeah. But um, still, they know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they, they were successful at it. Um, one question I do want to ask you, too, is like, you know, based upon kind of like with the lack of quality compared to what we're seeing here, like... What, like, brought people to this, and who do you think their audience is? Like, who, like, like, what do you think, like, brought people to these events versus, like, how we are now? I think it was more you're selling Hulk Hogan and and Ultimate War and these characters. Like, Mm -hmm. it's less people going for the actual wrestling and more like it's a 
an opera or a theater performance or a movie. Yeah, you're like going you to... are attached to Hulk Hogan. Oh, it's like and not... Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and you know that Zeus and Macho Man are bad guys. So like that's why you're coming. It's like you're going to see a Captain America or a Superman movie. Correct, and it's okay. just live, and you're yeah. a part of that, and you get to boo, and, and the crowd was going nuts. Yeah. They? Oh, oh, when when Hulk won. But it was just a completely Nutty. different yes. show back yeah. then. And like I said also, like there were really good matches and quality matches during that era that were very few and far between. Yeah. But yeah, people went because that was just a very, you know, weird form of entertainment that still is a very, very weird Very form. Reagan era. Yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Just different yeah. eras of the world. Yeah, of American life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but... Yeah, good stuff, fun stuff. Uh, Hogan classically won with his big leg drop, which again, you were shocked that was his move because it was ridiculous back then, you know? Like, yeah, you know, he just fell on him. Exactly. Yeah. That was that. Yeah. Uh, but a fun trip back to 89, and we're going to, you know, from here on, try and kind of talk about some Montreal screw jobs or some other big moments. But, but we also may take some even deeper dives than this, which I think sounds fun. I literally think like he is like, like he's only acting because he sucks. Yeah. That was tight. I just don't, that's the anticlimactic ending is they shoot him with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Like, like, alive. it was almost unseen. Like, like yeah. that's the thing about this movie. It's like, remember how I talked like during London is fun about like the Jackie Chan stuff and how like they show full punches. Like, in this, they, like, cut away, like, all right, boom, we shoot a locker launcher, and then they don't show it hitting it. Yeah. Like, like, they just make you think it happens. Like, it's just bullshit. You know? Like, how this is put together. <laughs> like, it is just lowest common denominator. Like, the lowest common denominator was one. And I love like, it. Like, it is just, it's a geek. Yeah, I'll take a little bit. Yeah, but we love If You Recall, we love old wrestling, and let's round third and head for home and uh, get to, let's round out Pepsi, baby. All right, so uh, Phantom Menace Cans, number seven, R2-D2. Woo! Actually, so R2-D2's first bit in Star Wars history begins in episode one where R2-D2 saves Queen Amidala and um, the posse, including Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm. The whole Obi-Wan crew. Kenobi, Captain Panaka, yep. Rick Olay. Oh, a couple, um, of, a couple of doers. Yeah, yeah, a couple of doers escaping the Trade Federation invasion of Naboo in that sleek silver ship. Um, you know, the famous quote that Rick Olay said that will quote whenever he comes back up again, that little droid did it. That little droid did it. Yeah, and um, so on Tatooine and Maz Espa, he meets C-3PO, but doesn't see him for quite a while. You know, obviously that relationship is seminal in all Star Wars trilogies. But, like, that's where they is meet. Is C-3PO one of the cans? Yeah, yeah. C-3PO is a wonner. Shit. Yeah, C-3- okay. yeah C-3PO okay. is a wonner. Well, so I've already got my pick, but I'm just already thinking ahead. Okay. Okay. But, um, so he meets C-3PO there, but C-3PO doesn't go with him to, like, the main action thing. Yeah. Um, so what happens to the main action thing is, um, much like R2-D2 is with, like, Luke, he's paired with Anakin Skywalker in the Battle of Naboo, in the fighter, he's the droid that goes in and, like, kind of handles all the mechanical yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, of course. And Anakin Skywalker is instrumental in destroying the plot-convenient droid control ship. Um, and that ends... That basically ends the Trade Federation of Naboo. That shot right there. Mm. And he continued to serve Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars. 
Um, there's one cool scene in episode three where he shoots a bunch of oil on a bunch of droids and burns them alive, <laughs> which is kind of messed up. Um, but um, no, Art, he had his memory wiped. Um, and uh, obviously, well, you that know, it has a big role to play in the original trilogy. You know, we won't talk about that. It has also a big role to play in the sequel trilogy where he provides the map to Luke Skywalker and continues to be um, a droid that helps Rey. So, who's R2-D2? Tony Schiavone. Beautiful. Ski like, beautiful. Why? I, I, like, like, please explain why. Like, like, I, I think I know why, but I don't want to hear so you So this talk. was a yeah. hard one, of course, because it's like our first non-human, our first droid. So it's all... Is like, JR going to be C-3PO? Because I, I, I'm going to do... Yeah. I think, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I at first was thinking about it in that lens of, like, you need someone different. So yeah. it's like, okay, you go to commentary. But, like, thinking of... Uh, R2-D2, like, everyone loved him. Yep. He's your trusty companion. Yes. He's solving problems. He's making things better for everyone. And, like, just that's what Tony Schiavone but, has done. But he's def- has a personality. Like, de- like for Steve sure, yes. like, like, has, exactly. like, like, gets defensive Kiss and, like, has opinions. Ass, yeah. You know? And R2-D2, like, he burned alive those battles. <laughs> and Tony Schiavone burned alive Dan Callis when he tried to take his headset. Yeah, yeah. like, the more I thought about it, it just made so much sense. No, I, I completely agree. I think because like again, C, or R2D2, who dislikes him? Yeah. Nobody. Who dislikes Tony Schiavone in AEW? Nobody. Yeah, go, yeah, go he's ahead. just like your your trusted companion. Yeah, he's go. along for the ride and he's solving problems. Yeah, glad this happened. Surprise, but not surprised. That 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 was very good. Did very, you have any indication of who I might pick? Absolutely not. No, okay. I no, I, did, I, I I thought R2D2 might be some sort of support wrestler. Yeah, but that now that they're the commentators, I think like. Because we had to get, you know, the, Taz has already been involved. He's a manager yeah, well, so well, and think, a commentator yeah. on Dark. Well, I think this all just makes a lot more sense um, that way. Hell yeah. Number eight, Darth Sidious. Oh, sure. Who's the villain of the entire... Well, just all of it. Yeah, he's the villain of Star Wars. Um, secretly, Sheev Palpatine, who which is we talked MGF about last week. Which is MJF. So we'll skip past sort of the, you know, is sort of... Um, the Palpatine era. Life characteristics. Um, Darth Sidious, masquerading as Chief Palpatine, orchestrates the Trade Federation invasion of Naboo. He has three apprentices throughout um, all trilogies. The first one is Darth Maul, mm. who is our first Mountain Doer. The second one is Count Dooku, mm. or Darth Tyrannus, who is from Episode 2. And the third's obviously Darth Vader, mm. Anakin Skywalker. Um, he orchestrated the rise of the Galactic Empire via the Clone Wars and ruled the galaxy um, throughout that period, but was defeated by Darth Vader and Luke. Darth Vader, his apprentice, who turned on him. But he didn't die there, which, like, I think is kind of a shitty point in the Star Wars canon. He transferred his consciousness to a clone body on the planet Exegol, where he formed the Final Order. And also during that the period... The Dark Order? Yeah, the Final Order. He also fucked during that period. He had kids. <laughs> Which, like, I, you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. You know Ray. Yeah. She's his granddaughter. Oh, shit. Like, 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 I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, that's the big plot point. That's a pull It's up. so terrible. Yeah. And um, so Ray's his granddaughter, and he's defeated by Ray and Ben Solo, who does a heel face turn from Kylo Ren to Ben Solo. Face turner. Yeah. And they use yeah, the face turner, and they both use their lightsabers to. I assume disintegrate him, but like whenever they kill him in the Death Star, they threw him down a shaft and he exploded. So like, who knows? See ya. Yeah. Who's Darth Sidious? Tony Khan. 
Yeah, that's also perfect, too. Uh, we talked about it. Like, you know, I could have copped out and picked MJF again, but, you know, we kind of had a rule that we can't. Mm-hmm. And, like, this was impossible to pick, but, like, you mentioned orchestration and this, like, Tony Khan. Yeah. He's not a villain, but he's shown villainous characteristics on these impact yeah. paid advertisements. Well, yeah, like, like, like Newt Gunray does actual more villainy. <laughs> In Star Wars Episode One, the Dar- like Dar- remember like that scene when Darth Sidious is on his holograms on that Dude, big droid of the yeah, Viceroy. Yeah, remember like whenever he's like wipe them out, all of them, and yeah. he's on and he, like his holograms on that like yep. big thing that's like. Nah, and nah, we are nah, in a dar- and we are in an Episode One exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it was tough to pick. But yeah, I mean when it came down to brass tacks, I couldn't pick MJF again. And Tony Khan was, like, the only other person that made sense. Exactly. Uh, if you're listening, Tone, we love you. We mean no dis. In fact, this is the ultimate level of respect. Um, what about but, Ted? Yeah. It could have been Ted Turner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that but, actually might have been better. But, but reflecting upon the last thing that we've chosen, these are the Pepsi ones. Before we move into Mountain Dew. I was going to which, 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 check our Twitter cover photo. because We're going to be moving it down. Moving it down, yeah. And... Um, so the Pepsi people, obviously, I guess to begin with, like they're the big movers and shakers. Do you want to run them off here? Do yeah, let's run them off. Um, Anakin Skywalker, Darby Allen, Sebulba, Ricky Stocks, Stocks Qui Gon Jinn, Cody Rhodes, Watto, Taz, Jabba the Hutt, Eddie Kingston, Senator Palpatine, Senator MJF, Pal- Senator Palpatine, MJF. R2-D2, Tony Schiavone, Skivone, and Darth Sidious, number yeah, eight. You're right, movers and shakers, yeah, Tony, Tony Khan. Khan. Yeah, these are all the big people. Just like Pepsi, of Pepsi Mon- Corp. Mon- They're the big brand, yeah. even though Mountain Dew's better. Yeah, I mean, that, still that, Pepsi. that's the tarp. Yeah, and, um, that is the Pepsi tarp. And, and like we've anticipated, I mean, we have Darth Maul, we have uh, Mace Windu, we have Obi-Wan, and we have somebody else up, and then after that it gets real jobbery until we get to the woman. <laughs> Like, and then the, the women are in the Diet Pepsi one, so we'll take, like, a jobbery break and, like, you know, do them. But, but the Pepsi crew, yeah. I mean, they're strong. Yeah. I mean, There's like, a lot of strength here. Yep, there was a reason for picking that, so... Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I'm going at this week at a time, like, I'm, you know, thinking ahead a little bit, but it is interesting to see how the pepsi shook out. Yeah. I so, love that Ricky Stocks is part of the crew, yeah. even though he'd be a tight doer, but... Yeah, but um, let's bid adieu to the Pepsi crew, <laughs> and... Uh, Head to Mountain Dew. Yeah. And let's also bid adieu to this episode. Yeah. And to all of you. And and, and to, um for our pre-recorded stuff, 2021, that's not Merry Lismas. Um Yeah, I mean, we've had um, six it's episodes. Been a hoot. Yeah, this has been a very nascent, uh, young uh, run, but... Uh, just thanks. I mean, Thank you know, you. like every we time we love you, baby. We love you, baby. Every time I co- every time I drive over here to do this, I, I get excited and uh, we need a new we need a name for this room. Yeah, we we've do got need. the cork port. I know it's got to be Scream or Sopranos no, related. Some of the Courtney Corks port. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll have a name for it come season one point five yeah, seven two. But, but um, in the meantime, um. Enjoy the holidays with yeah, your family. Yeah, just have a great time with you and yours. Wear a mask and your turkey. Fam- yeah, come on, you turkey. Are you going to be eating ham? Do you have a bathroom or a half bathroom or one and a half? How's your vanity looking? You got tile or hardware?